0: normally being a little extra might be a bit much but not when it comes to healthcare. that's why united health health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com botox cosmetic out botulinum toxin a fda approved for over 20 years so talk to your specialist to see if botox cosmetic is right for you
2: Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. I am Ellie Gibson. You are,
1: and I am Helen Thorne. And who's on the couch with us tonight, Ellie?
2: It's Dr. Afroza
3: Ahmed. Hello! Hello! Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Dr. Afroza Ahmed, or otherwise known as Mummy. Um, to my three boys, who's Zaid, Faris, and Tariq, and I really hope they're tucked in bed right now. Oh, how old are they? How old are your boys? They're 13, 11, and 7. Oh, so quite a, quite a range there. Quite You're... a range, yes. The third one was like, had to convince husband, hence there was a gap. Oh, it took you six years. Of it took just, six years. Just, yes. you know, yes. nagging, was we, it basically? Yeah. Threaten, we, threatening bribes. Threatening bribes, um, and he was worried we wouldn't fit in the car. <laughs>
1: Did you just get a bigger car so or we got. I,
3: I promised we wouldn't go down the MPV route.
1: And you right. did.
3: But So, no, we found a Honda. Oh. Right, six, six people. So oh. The fifth one, the third one, not the fifth one, third one was a gate. Does your youngest son know
2: that he would have been closer to his brothers if the car issue had been solved previously?
4: No. Well, he does now. No. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah, going yeah. on the internet.
2: Yes. yes. <laughs> um, yes. So I just, so we know each other because we actually went to school together. A long, long time ago. Let's just say it was over five, ten, Not Victorian times, as my little one says. 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Black and white times, as my children say.
1: Was it black in black and, and white? Black no. And white times, no. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. yes.
2: Um, so, thank you for coming coming on the podcast. Now, you're also a mummy
3: blogger. Tell us about yes. your blog. Okay. So, um, throughout life, I, you know, I've always been approached for advice by friends and family. I don't know why. They must be desperate. <laughs> but, uh, and also professionally as a GP, you know, you spend your time giving advice. So You're basically ordered. an agony aunt for verrucas yes. and nits, aren't you? Well, a little bit more. <laughs> not than to that. not to degrade. Yeah, yeah. No, look, I in the past. <laughs> The it's seven years of training, it's yeah. Right, <laughs> exactly. As my husband says, you just sit at the desk all day giving antibiotics, but
1: um, <laughs> but that, you get paid well for it. So well, up his ass.
3: <laughs> exactly. Something like that,
1: exactly. Can I ask like, what? What
3: does he do? For he's Louis? an interventional radiologist, which is he works at St. Thomas's. And his consultant, so he's a hospital doctor. So he stands up at a desk all day, basically. It, well, yeah, all oh, patients. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, you know, yeah, same, yeah. same, same. same. <laughs> I think he thinks they're the same, same.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So, why did you become a GP? What was the motivation? Um, my mum and dad forced me. No. Really? <laughs> I had to fill in my UCAS form. I thought, oh, what shall I do? I've got three sciences. Um, no, there, there was a little bit of family pressure, but I actually I didn't really know what else to go into. Um, I think being of an Asian background, you are forced into certain specialties, either engineering and doctor, doctor and doctor. They're the big the The trends they're the big hitters and that's still that way and Mm. I promised my son that they wouldn't have to go that way but I said one out of three of you has to be a doctor please
1: (laughs) no pressure no
3: pressure one of you can go to one of
1: you go to like drama school one of you can be I don't know a zookeeper but that one
3: that one one of you has to one of you is going to look
1: after mummy
2: and earn the money I've I've got two sons and I'm like if one of them could be gay I just want someone (laughs) to go to musicals with to help me choose
3: sequin cat suits, I just don't think that's too much to ask. Yes, it's not like kind of by default, but once I got into it, I think I, it was something I can't imagine doing anything else now. Mm. You know, it's such a difference. This is going to sound really boring, but it really does make a difference helping people. Mm. And I think as a mom, sometimes you do lose yourself. And going to work, you think, oh, actually, I am important, and I can make a difference." So. Mm. Yeah.
4: Because I was wondering if
2: that would be a thing, because obviously as a mum, especially with three kids, you do so much caring for others at home. Does it not feel like oh now I have to go and care for all these other people and yes. I didn't even give birth to them no. oh. yeah.
1: but there's a time limit Ellie that's a lovely thing about patients you like yes. and it's time to go now and yeah. you don't have to probably see that person ever again yeah.
3: it's, it's, well I'm some, at the moment I'm called a locum GP okay so I work in various different practices so I actually don't see them again so oh sounds <laughs> great. dreamy so that's that's quite an advantage but um I think it's just an extension sometimes of, of what you do at home and what you do at work as a GP because you're telling people what to do mm. you're organising things you're multitasking and you're giving advice but you don't take the advice yourself right yeah. so yeah. of course you know tell people to lose weight but you know you open the drawer and you've got chocolate inside
1: <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you I, I'm fascinated how do you as a doctor say you must lose weight have you got a special phrase because I once went to the doctor and he said to me um, so how long have you been <laughs> short for your weight <laughs> how are you know. doing a fraser we can't say the f word oh f- off out of my surgery
3: <laughs> <laughs> not, not that, one. Yes, that one the second one yeah we can't say that one okay yeah. oh no my kids can't listen to it oh we'll bleep it we'll, we'll bleep, bleep it, we'll bleep it. yeah right, so sure. yeah we can't say the fat word yeah so you know we say look there's certain things in your control that can help your situation such as your weight it's mm. very hard you've got to empathize you know mm-hmm.
1: yeah but fluffy. Make it fluffy. Make it nice. Yeah. Make it nice. Oh, that's good. Yeah.
3: I'm not harsh.
1: Oh, I, yeah. I want to
3: come to you. Oh, come, come. but I still will tell you to get lost after
1: ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a, like we're married. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been so how long have you been a GP
3: for? So um, I go by the age of my children now. So he's uh, thirteen. So probably fourteen. Fourteen
1: yeah. years. Oh wow! So you, yeah. you so you've had a lot of time being a GP. Yeah. and being pregnant. How is that?
3: Yeah, the pregnancy you kind of forget once you've had children. Mm because you know you you keep going back for more obviously you must forget otherwise you wouldn't do it again (laughs) so um, my parents were actually okay but I've always remember now of I can't remember that time when I didn't have children I can only remember memories from when my son was born. Everything yeah. before that is a blur. You yeah. did
2: exist. I knew you when you yeah, were 16. I, oh, I can you, confirm you, you, you were you. a person. <laughs> you were a, a person. real person. Okay, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, don't,
3: I just don't have any recollection. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what year did you do this? Well, my son's seven, so I think I did that when I was, you know, everything is... Around them, yeah. Um, so yeah, motherhood just—I can't, I can't. It's all a blur before that.
2: It's you know, it does, it does have that effect. I find yeah. I,
1: I found that because I was basically uh, drunk for the first uh, <laughs> decade of my, you know, like all well, my twenties, basically. Yeah. So that's why that's a blur. But yeah, and then you become a mum and you're really tired. So you're yeah, always mm. tired. Yes,
3: and I think also in society we have a tendency to medicalise everything. Mm. So I get patients who say, or especially mothers, that they're tired and I'm like no you're a mother that's not anything medical right so that's normal that's normal you know yeah. you're tired because you're doing everything and you've got lots of children or you're trying to organize life at home as, as well as working and yeah. we're, you know we're tired because of lifestyle and sometimes medically there's not an answer
2: are you saying there is no magic bullet for being exhausted all of the time if you have children no Oh Um, God, Helen, we've made a terrible mistake. You you
3: guys keep drinking. Yeah. (laughs) It, that's a doctor <laughs> yeah. has said the thank doctor you has said uh-huh, I'm you guys keep thinking, just could put you put that doctor's down on the slip yes yeah. Or, yeah. If you private could, that would have to be a private prescription
2: if you could rate. prescribe a box of sauvignon blanc that would be lovely <laughs> <laughs> that would be an absolute absolute
1: treat oh my god you should have some kind of harley street just mum's medical practice and yes. just like give women uh wine or prescription that's true, that's true. Yeah. yeah have
3: a massage chair yes. Yeah. yes and just
1: have like a nap room where that's people right. can go to it's like to have that's some kind of you know, fancy pants like yeah. mum therapy, but it's really just wine and <laughs> a <laughs> Exactly, dark and roomy. Exactly. So,
2: as a doctor, kind of, what what are your sort of top tips for raising healthy children? Like, do you right. do
3: you have to give them? Vit- I know you've written it on your blog. Like, yes. do you have to give them vitamin pills? Yeah. It's, it's quite a common question, actually. And again, I think it comes back to this whole idea of medicalising stuff. You know, vitamins are not essential. What is essential is a healthy diet. You know, we don't have to give our children get all this thing about giving them tablets and when we talk about healthy thing, I think also we have to incorporate three factors, diet, exercise, and mental wellbeing. And I think that third thing is so much more important nowadays. Mm. I've just done the 11 plus with my older two and God help me. Really? It was worse than medical finals. Really? Yeah. Mm. And part of, dealing with that was actually not the academic side of things but managing their anxiety their confidence and their stress of going through exams and it's so competitive especially in west london where we are Mm. it's extremely competitive so you know when we're talking about raising healthy children you must not forget that last bit especially with boys
4: Mm. Oh yeah,
1: because no, you you wrote about that about raising yes. boys as well about yes. having so you went for the third. Were you, yes. w- was there any kind of will I get a girl or did you think you were going to get a?
3: Mm, I kind of knew pretty much straight away through the pregnancy that I was going to have a boy because it felt exactly the same. Yeah, I I personally love a household with three because mm. as a kid I think it's much more fun because I was from a family of two. So when you had I had to with my brother and I wanted to go off there was no one to go off with. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for them it's always there's someone always to play with. Yeah. Um, or punch, or you punch, know. Yeah. yeah, or hit, or so. So for them, I think there's always banter in the house, but it's a nice banter. You know, the house was lively. So,
2: is there no I chance don't. you will at any point
3: be getting an even bigger car? So my husband's words were, "I will jump off a cliff." <laughs> And he did look into having a snip at one point, but no, no. That's what
1: I it's don't understand because cool. I you, we've got we've got two. I'm 38, so you know, possibly could cough out another one. Yes. Uh, and I said, well, if you really don't want any more kids, yes, go snippy, snip, snips And he said, yes. like, oh no, I couldn't do that. I was like, no, I think no yeah,
3: pardon. Some people, some some men, I think, think of that as you know, losing some of their manlyhood or their. God forbid bit. that
1: they like, have to have any physical changes. After, yeah, I mean, know, having children. I when mean, the rest of, of us are taking pills every day
2: or having injections every three exactly. months or I've having things tied coils, up. Yes.
1: yes, yes. How many yes. coils
3: have you got now? All the coils. I don't, we
1: don't want money <laughs>
3: each I mean, year. I'm not sure your listeners want
1: to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we talk? Do you do you talk about contraception to your? I was going to say your listeners. Oh, we have, we have listeners. We have patients. Hey. <laughs> do you talk? What, what is what's your usual advice about contraception after? Giving birth. I mean not yeah. that you're a good example, all the babies yeah. you've been having. <laughs> <laughs> they
3: were planned. They were planned. You and your, yeah, yeah. you and your <laughs> sex you're having all the time. <laughs> yeah. okay. She's done it this three is... times. Oh, Imagine that, Oh, God. dear. I, I, yes, us doctors are very good at planning. But,
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> um advice to patients? About yeah. Contraception. Um, you know, usually when there's a problem that's when patients come to us. Yeah, you know, it's not but you know, when when we see women with children we talk we always talk about contraception especially at those six week checks for example you know we try to put it in there and then there's a misconception that women think when you're breastfeeding that you know that's contraception but it's not mm. that's a common mistake
1: yes I I found it actually worked well if I had a baby on my breast my husband didn't want to f*** <laughs> me so it really really worked a treat I mean that's you know <laughs> right. so that's one way of doing it
3: yeah. that, that's free on the NHS yes
1: <laughs> Yeah. God bless the NHS yes. we're going to say that about 60 times yes. in this yes. podcast yes. as well yes.
2: <laughs> Now let's talk about technology and yes. addiction because this is something else you've written about yes. on your blog yes. and you did this post and you, um, there was a quote from another doctor which was, I think, handing your child a smartphone is like giving them wine or heroin. Now my question is, are you not supposed to give them wine or heroin? Is that a thing?
3: Oh dear. Do you agree with that? Do you think that's really... I think it's, it's a shocking statement to try and grab someone's attention and I, and I think I agree with the kind of impact of it. That, you know, if you have a lot of wine, it can lead to alcohol Mm -hmm. disorder. You know, someone becoming addicted. And I think that was what he was trying to get at. Right. That when you give your child these mobile devices... I'm not talking about computers which stay in the room. These mobile devices, these children are carrying around with them constantly, that can lead to technology addiction. And Mm. that's something that is real. Mm. And I think as parents, we have to look out for symptoms and signs of technology addiction.
2: So Um, how do you know when it's crossed the line from just being interested in technology to actually an addiction?
3: So... Various things, just like alcohol or someone who's got bulimia. If they're hiding it, if they're spending lots of time on it, social isolation, physical symptoms as well. For example, you know, neck ache or aggressiveness if you take it away. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're constantly anxious without their phone, something called carpal tunnel when you get a nerve that's compressed because they're holding it for so long. Uh, <laughs> Heaven <laughs> suffers from Instagram wrist. <laughs>
1: it's like tennis elbow but yes. just I, yeah yes. i got i had to go to the yes. physio cuz i had instagram elbow yes. anyway
3: <laughs> I, I when when patients come to me with rsi kind of repetitive strain and i, I used to be do your laptop but now it's like do you are you on your phone yeah. really yeah so we see that a lot really yeah. so that's like yes. a real thing yeah. yeah and i think you know the worst thing is when you take your phone into the bathroom then you know you've got so that would be <laughs> awful i never do who that? would do that no in the toilet you do, you don't you can't yeah then you know you've got you you've got problems oh, okie
1: dokie we've got problems <laughs> so many problems alright so we're going to lock the door and the is going to be here for the next week yes, yes. The store to sort ourselves out
3: I'm going to monitor you guys
2: we need it, we need yes. your help yes. uh, we
3: like chug back lots of cheap
1: wine I was just at, at saying, least
2: we're not hiding our drinking no. <laughs> so not, we don't drink in the toilet I feel like that would be the lowest, the yes. lowest of the low no. um, but no. you've also in that article you included your top 10 tips
3: yes. For, yes. for
2: like managing all this yes. stuff. stuff so so what are they
3: so i think the biggest thing about raising children on any issue is you're their biggest influence so if you're constantly on your phone then obviously that's a big no and i think that's the most important thing we have to take some responsibility Mm. Mm. secondly i think one of the biggest things is my kids know from the beginning that right when they come over school they have a little bit of downtime with the mobile phones or gaming whatever you want to do and then they put it off for an hour and then a little bit afterwards after dinner they know those are the times that's in force that's from day one, you know rules from the beginning, no phones at restaurants, no phones when we go to people's houses you know, and they don't argue because they know that routine. These phones they've entered our homes, they're here to stay we've got to we've got to acknowledge that. But and the same time, and they're time, going to be
2: part of their lives. And as they grow up, they do need to know how to interact with this exactly. stuff and to use it for yeah. work, basically.
3: And even at my son's school, you know, the timetables are on the phones. their now emails are on the phones. It's part of life. We've just got to be sensible about it. Mm. And the other, I think, my third biggest tip would be, you know, they go on the phones when they're bored. So provide something for them. You know, the, the dishes can wait. The house can wait. Mm. This is the time to spend with your children go out to the park, provide some alternative, otherwise they'll mm. go on the phone. So that's, I think it's that simple.
1: Yes. There all right, done. I'm yeah, feeling I'm, empowered. I'm I'm feeling empowered I am too. Does it mean it. we have to go to the park though, Willie? Really? Yes. Yeah,
4: As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns, but a deep voice doesn't sell B2B and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either.
2: i think we've done sort of health chat yes and blog yes chat yes. let's move on to a slightly more serious subject than okay. our children's health <laughs> let's have and we've never done this on the podcast before let's have a religion chat so so here's the thing i sort of you know i've been facebook friends with you obviously yes. for a while yeah and you wrote a post on your facebook i think it was after the attacks in the terror attacks in london was it the london bridge yeah. ones happened yeah. and you wrote this Post which I just thought was amazing and really touched me about you know how it feels to be a Muslim in this country when this kind of yeah. thing is going on.
1: And
3: I mean, I don't yeah. want to, you, you I think um, there's this thing you know, I don't like to be victimized, but there's this thing about Muslims that we have to answer for every single Muslim in this country or abroad that does something in the name of religion. And uh, you know, you get politicians saying you've got to, you know, make sure, stamp this out in your community. I don't know these people. Mm. They happen to say they're the same religion, you know. And I said, I can't even get my child to, know, get off his tablet sometimes or how am i supposed to to stop terrorism exactly what do you want me to do you know you want me to go around i don't even go to the mosque okay i'm not saying it's not a place that you don't that's not a good place but it's just not part of my life at the present Mm. yeah in the same way there there are millions of christians in this country don't go to church exactly so you feel this pressure i think Mm. um from either the media or people like politicians who say that we must do something but I see it as the same, I must do something if there's a paedophile next to me, or if there's someone who's, you know, being cruel to animals, or a stranger. It's all, terrorism's all in the same boat, mm. you know. These are mentally deranged people that have nothing to do with us. Mm. And I think this is where having three Muslim boys, I think they're going to face a different challenge to boys of other faiths, Because I think constantly, in society, at one point, someone is going to say, you have to answer for those people. Mm. And I say to them, if someone says that to you, it's not an if, it's a when, that's great, because it's dialogue. Mm. And we need dialogue. Yeah, Be friends with people from all different parts of life, you know. So, you know, when you've got someone and they see on the news someone's done a terror attack in the name of religion, in Islam... And they say, oh, God, those Muslims are such fanatics. I want them to think, no, actually, you know what? Zaid's mom, she's a Muslim, and she made the best curry. <laughs> <laughs> she is not a fanatic. Yeah. Yeah? yeah?
2: She's not making suicide vests. She's no. making oh, delicious I
1: mean, rice. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, my arse exploded, but I mean... Yeah. <laughs>
3: that's a different kind of explosion, you know? <laughs> so, and that's what I want for my children, to yeah. be happy when people talk to them, but... I feel there's a pressure they have to answer for everyone. And I don't. I think that's particularly unique about being a Muslim in Britain today. Mm. Mm. And do they feel that? I mean, how aware do you think...? Yeah, I don't think the younger ones do. I think the older one is, a, you know, he's getting like that. No one's actually physically or verbally said anything. But he's definitely aware that, oh, God, look, you know, all these people who are doing all these acts are all Muslims. And I say yes, but it's got nothing to do with religion. In the same way, when Hitler did what you know, the atrocities, we don't define him by his religion, he was a madman, Mm, mm. and that's what these people are. There's a ripple effect with the Muslims in this country, you know, whenever. I think there was one terrorist attack, very, I think after 9 11, and I felt very uncomfortable about going outside with a scarf, mm. you know, because you thought, God, this is so terrible, but you're getting, you're getting lumped together with those people. Um, so I, I don't feel that way as now. Yeah. I think things have changed, and, and you know, um, I think we, we are, we've got to be, we've got to integrate, we've got to know each other. Yeah. And I want my, friend, my, my sons to have friends of all walks of life. So that when they see these things, actually, you know what, Muslims aren't like that. Yeah, yeah, and I
1: feel I feel like it's changing. I mean, especially my kids go to a pretty progressive, mm. you know, inner city London school. Yeah. And what's great is that different religious, you know, festivals are celebrated yes. throughout the year. Yeah. And I thought that's I mean, even that is a fantastic yeah. gesture, yeah. and um, because I, yeah. I I think one of the difficult things is when you talk about oh there shouldn't be any religion in schools, but there should be. Yes education about all religions exactly. it shouldn't just be no. christianity or that's or, right or um islam or yeah or any of those sort of things yeah. i think what's really fantastic is when the dialogue when people don't that's feel it. frightened to ask questions no. or, or feel like they that's can't right. discuss yeah. it
3: yeah i mean i've had people say you know why do you wear this coffin i'm so grateful that they but i can go into their lives and i can tell them about why or i can learn something from them and i think we have to just start talking
1: and do you think i mean having uh, a new mayor has that have you seen much of a change in london
3: um, yeah uh I, I don't think there's been much change in London. But i was I was in paris once and we were it was actually my 40th and we were in the taxi and he goes you come from a wonderful country and i said oh yeah, yeah you know of course but why and so he said because we can never elect someone like that really yeah and he just shows it shows your oh. tolerance and faith as londoners and I've never felt so proud to be British on that moment. Oh,
1: stop, <laughs> I gotta <it>. go. That's so fantastic.
0: We love you, Sadiq. We love you, to do. <laughs> yeah. We vote for you. Oh, oh,
3: oh, my God. So, you know, I, and why do we have to see him as the first Muslim mayor? He's a mayor. Mm. Yeah. We don't have to label everyone. And mm. he, as, let's just judge him by his job, not his faith. Yeah. If well this difficult. is the thing so when you and I were at school together yeah. years ago yeah, yeah. I Ten, two years ago don't, I don't year.
2: remember thinking of you yeah. as a Muslim as that but in, yeah. any more than I thought Natasha's from Peckham exactly. and you know Louise is white and yeah. you know it wasn't I don't remember it sort of but again maybe this is white privilege maybe that your experience was different but yeah. i don't remember it being like a thing in my head no yeah and um, because isis wasn't a thing as well exactly. and nine 11 hadn't happened yeah and do you think that's do you worry about that having changed now because yeah. of what's happened for your boys at school yeah. for example
3: i mean so at school i never experienced racism you know, and I think that's a wonderful thing to say. Mm. I never felt that I was defined by, because I wore the scarf quite later on at school, and, and it was not, everyone was, you know, they were like, What's that thing on your head? But it wasn't in a bad way, just mm. an inquisitive mm. way. Is and it I from think, New Look? Where can I get one? Yeah, no, it's more like, Is it from Primark? <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, Primark wasn't
1: around then, was no. it? No, 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 no you no. had your Peacock you i got, tell you what you oh, had.
2: Yes. You had Mark One in Lewisham Mark- Shopping <laughs> Centre. Oh, uh, yeah. opposite the smiths oh, oh dixon's gosh. obviously you just spent a lot of time on oh, how her. you lived back then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: dangerous <laughs> <Loved> times.
2: <mindset>. Oh. <laughs> used to go in dixon's and play sonic the hedgehog on the mega drive oh. anyway sorry carry on right. with the religion yeah. chat. <laughs> yeah
3: the <religion> <laughs> I, yeah. um but you were I, saying at school at school so for me i took a positive experience for my sons you know they're loving school i i think I, i'll give you an example my Six-year-old, he he was um, he was yawning when it's Christmas carols. Mm-hmm. I know his kids doing, his fidgeting, and you know he had a long day. And I got a call from the headmaster, and I and he he said, you know, this is a bit disrespectful, and and I, and I thought, yeah, but he's six and he was tired, but. I kind of question whether he wasn't a Muslim kid, would that phone call have happened? Really, yeah. So mm. you know, and I, I just this whole thing where we have to define people by their faiths rather than he's just a child who was tired. And,
2: and the fact that that question even pops into your mind, yeah, you have to consider that and worry about that. And think a, I is think that it's a, a different,
3: thing? different challenge, you know. And I think as as mothers of Muslim boys, we have to worry about pornography and drugs and alcohol, but we really have to worry about are they being groomed in a way that other sections of society aren't. Mm. And that's a real threat for us and a real worry for us, especially with boys. And when they're going on the internet, who are they talking to? Mm. And we try and be very open, you know, be open about religion, about sex, about alcohol and drugs, whatever it is, because we want that to come from us, not some... You know, person off the internet who has fanatical ideas. Mm. So um, I think it's a very different times for parents.
2: Yeah, because yeah. Our, our children are still quite young. So, yeah, I'm terrified of how do you walk that line between allowing them to have their own privacy and their own yeah. life and their own space online. And 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 like well, just spying on them all the time, which yeah. is my natural instinct. We do, we do,
3: we do spy. But then I've said to them, they can look at my phone as well. Ah, so. that's
1: quite. That's quite. um Yeah, but brave of you. Yes.
3: <laughs> but I do delete stuff because I
1: know they might look at it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Have we, your tracks. Yeah, have we, a second phone.
3: <laughs> yes, yes. But we've said, okay, we'll look at yours, and you can look at ours.
1: I mean, what sort of questions have your boys? I mean, what do you do? You have a special time as a family. Yep. How do you kind of create that? environment where they can have that dialogue with you
3: well if you know boys they never ask anything
1: right yes yeah, they don't talk yeah. so
3: that's another challenge <laughs> so it's very organic mm. so if I feel that I need to talk about drugs or pornography or terrorism it usually is something an event that's happened mm. like we might you know we try and watch tv together and you know something might happen there's like the Grenfell Tower mm. and you know my son was oh is that a terrorist attack you know, you, you kind of feel sad that that's this mm. first thought, that we live in that world. Mm. There's no... I think with boys also, you know, there's not this lovey-dovey, let's talk about fiendings kind of thing. Um, and and also there's a bit of macho-ness. They don't want to do it in front of the other boys. So talk to them individually. That's mm. a really They're good idea. They're a lot more open and bedtime's the best time because they never want to go to bed and they're very talkative then all of a sudden very yes. talkative so that's another good uh, time that I. my to. husband's
2: the same now I'll be like right I'm going to sleep now uh, by the way, we need to talk to the window cleaner. Oh, <laughs> shut
3: up. Oh, not
2: now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've had all night to talk about when you're going to take the car in for an MOT. Not now. No. I've been quite lucky so far because Charlie's my eldest and he's only six. So yeah. to be honest with you, when things like the London attacks, the London Bridge attacks happen, I just sort of didn't let him watch the news and sort of pretend yeah. it wasn't yeah.
3: really yeah. happening. Yeah.
2: So, but I'm interested in, there's going to come a day where yes. that's not feasible yes. anymore. So yeah. I guess I'm asking both of you,
3: yeah. how do you deal with that I think there's a fine line between wanting to protect them Mm. and and wrap them up in cotton wool but yet want them to know what's going on and teach them the right thing and again I think being a Muslim mum that does have a different connotation because we're kind of lumped with them and we kind of have to say to our kids you know we're not part of them and that's not part of our religion so there is a little bit of a twist on that I think personally everyone's different everyone's situation's different with my six-year-old I wouldn't discuss it he's he's not that maturity my 11 and 13 year old are and their friends talk about it and you know you can go past the harrow station and you'll see it on the front page of the news we have to be they're a lot more open they've got these phones that they get their news feeds you know i think we have to talk about it
2: what do you think because matilda's eight yeah, yeah she's, she's coming to nine. nine
1: yeah and we have like uh, the radio on and that will yes. come up yeah and often we we do a quick
3: yeah, turning yeah. down. A sp- yeah,
1: yeah. But, but, but the, the minute I hear the word "yew tree," off, off. <laughs> that's <yeah>. done. <laughs> we don't need to have that conversation yes. yet. But Ooh, I yeah. think I think yeah. Especially with the like the London uh, London Bridge attack. Yeah. Um. We we spoke about it. It's and it. You know, it was a very bad person or person that's who right. wasn't very well or yeah. but there are 99.9% of good in the world and yes. um, good people in yeah. the world and I think that's what yeah. we try and emphasize and and kindness as well yes
3: I think that's very important to not that's... have them fearful mm. that there's these bad things going on but always talk about the good and always give them hope yeah. yeah. If they live in a world where they're constantly afraid, I think that's, uh, you know, one
1: want that for any child. And they're naturally inquisitive. They want to know what's happening yeah. in the world. Yeah, And we, we have lots of discussions about Donald Trump. They're kind of... Yes. He's almost like the bad villain in yes. the world at the moment. <laughs> and, and my kids, like my even my six-year-old, is kind of fascinated. Because we talk yes. about him so much like, ah, Trump! Yeah. Yeah. And they sort of want to know. Yeah. Mm. And
3: I think that's great to foster, um, you know, the... Love of politics and what's going on in the world and what's going on in your society, you want to foster yeah. that you don't want to shield them, but there's a time for everything, you know, yeah, I don't think we need to rush our kids into growing up and you'll know it, you know you don't start off being a parent, and think right eleven I'm going to talk about the birds bees. 12 I'm going to talk about politics 13 I'm going to it doesn't work like that it's just going to happen organically and you'll know what time is right for your child and the younger ones will always
1: learn about it a bit earlier than the older
3: ones <laughs> of course I mean you know everything is quicker with the younger ones isn't yeah. it the first one never gave McDonald's never watched TV until the age of 7 yeah. and by the third one you're like as long as you're breathing it's fine
1: <laughs> <laughs> have an iPad and a lollipop exactly.
3: Here I go I yeah. need to I need to lie down for a bit just go you know it's it's definitely different by the middle. Yeah. So when you look at the future,
2: like how do you feel about it? Because I quite quite often just feel like God, there's so much terrible stuff yeah. going on and so much negative emotions towards different groups yes. and all of that. Do you do you
3: worry about that that a no. lot? Do you just think this is you, you can't know. let that get to you? Yeah. You know, I'm big believer in in practicing abundance and gratitude, and and that's what gets me up in the morning. If I get up in the morning and think, oh, my God, are my kids going to be okay? You know, they're going to get on a tube and something's going to happen to them. You go crazy. You go nuts. Mm. The way the media is, the way things are, is you're always focusing on the negative because that's good news. Mm. But there's so much good in the world and you cannot keep thinking and worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow.
2: Well, thank you. And thank you for talking about that with us. Because, you know, yeah, and I I did want to say actually that we always do uh, a running order for our guests but it's just to give us and a guess an idea of what we might talk about. Um, and Helen, you know, took quite a lot of care over this one because, you know, we wanted to kind of get Aww. it right. Um, so thank you, Afroza, for too. not pointing out that she started one of the sentences with um, as a muslin... <laughs> <laughs> which I noticed when I read oh, it today oh, <laughs> so, oh, what have you done Helen oh, Dawn? what have you
1: done listener listener you That's have no sad. idea how embarrassed I am That's so funny. I last, last <laughs> night I sat up I read Afroza's blog I was like I'm talking about being a Muslim i have got to be really sensitive yeah, really right on oh, yeah, like, yeah. you know don't fuck it up don't be offensive alright really sensitive you've
3: me like three times
1: already um, <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm <laughs> outraged. More and then than I that. typed out all the questions, and I'm like, "Oh, just spell check it." So I did, uh, then sent it off, and then Ellie pointed out that I called you a muslin. I mean, uh, right. So good. It's so good. as muslin, what yes. <laughs> yes. temperature do you yes. like to be washed at? A
2: frozen. Why do
3: you lump us all together? I don't don't
2: think <laughs> <things>? <laughs> Should we be putting you in a separate exactly. cycle? All very
3: different.
2: Uh, where are you originally from, John Lewis? Uh... <laughs> at least you didn't
3: say Primark. <laughs>
4: I would never accuse you of being a primal oh Muslim. I would never Thank you. accuse you. Again, okay. I am currently the
1: colour of beetroot. <laughs> I have a very high temperature. I am very embarrassed, and I'm glad there's a doctor in the house. I I'm off oh. duty. <laughs> can someone die of embarrassment? Um, um,
3: maybe today. Maybe I think was I think that,
1: that that would be my job.
2: Oh <laughs> lovely stuff. Oh, there we go. Good. Well, that's enough religion chat. Done. Religion for another hundred episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, good (laughs) shall we have some scummy mummy confessions
1: we we shall can I kick off okay Uh, you go for it so uh, it was school holidays recently we took a trip to Italy Um, on our first stop we stopped in Naples we arrived very late got to a hotel and I was tired had a lot of airline food um, got into the lift at the hotel and just let one go, right. just lo- just right. pulled it out, um, and we just sort of got into the lift. But what I hadn't realised that there was another family.
2: Oh god! Oh no, no! 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 Behind us, oh, and it was a really in the lift.
1: No, no, no! Just about to oh. get into the lift, oh, oh, yeah, because yeah, I yeah. kind of went oh and then oh. I like, fainted. <laughs> there was two teenage girls who screamed and ran away, <laughs> and then my family going,
0: "God, Mommy's so embarrassed." I was
1: like, "It's fine, it's fine." I giggled. Then I thought, "Oh God, we've got to see that family tomorrow uh, at breakfast." And oh. they're like, "We'll, Like, they're not going to come. They're, they're not going to go to breakfast. They don't want to see you. They left the country. They just, they're
3: <laughs> Italian, and they left the country. Checked out. Yeah. Uh,
1: Never no, see you again. Under siege. Yeah. Oh. A Gibson, the frozer.
3: You know, when you go to a party, a children's mm. party, and, and they give you cake, and they give you some cake to take home, and they give you like a sweet cone. And it's so good. It tastes yeah. so good. And yeah. you kind of think, why should your child have that? <gasps> <laughs> so I ate it in the car. Mm. I know. I had to do it quickly because if you start Wait, ca- have a the, little bit. The sweets and the cake. Yeah. <laughs> but, and you can't just have one because you can't have half a sweet cone, right? So you have to have all of it. Yes.
2: <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. I, mean... I know.
3: You have to kind of wipe yeah. away or the crunch yeah so.
2: otherwise how else would you get diabetes
1: yeah, mean, exactly. yeah exactly you're a doctor you should know <laughs> yeah.
3: and i had a bustling so it's
1: okay so, so. <laughs> <To> never <laughs> leave home without cars. one never i mean home, it's, an, yes. it's an essential yeah.
3: every muslim needs a muslim yeah, every everyone muslim knows muslim. that exactly <laughs> so that's muslim. a t-shirt that is a t-shirt that, i'm gonna trademark that you can have that <laughs> okay you're welcome I got in the car and my six-year-old was like oh so where's a gift bang i said you know that mum? such a cheap mum." <laughs> did not give you anything. So every time we look at this mum in the playground, there's that cheap mum! Oh no! Awesome. I just, i'd rather have a cake i just, I just eat, yeah, your cake. Yeah, <laughs> eat your cake your guilty boring. cake mother oh. of three cake is everything
2: that's oh, it absolutely that's well my confession i love it i love it thank you so much for sharing and thank you for coming on the podcast not
3: at all thank you for having oh me oh my god
2: it's been so much fun and so nice to see you after yeah. <coughs> years
1: and yeah, uh, three
3: children later <laughs> yes
1: one of us doesn't look any different but let's just gloss over that <laughs> oh now where can people find your blog afrosa yes
3: um www.mum2sons 2 as in the number
1: 2 .com we'll put that up on our website thank you etc
3: we definitely will meanwhile uh, our book
1: is still available unbelievably still in print still in print who knew (laughs) it was cheap on Amazon the other day someone was selling one for 4p wow The used
3: copy yeah I
1: think it was my (laughs) mum
2: Yes, yeah, so it is still available scummy mummies um and uh, yeah
1: you can follow us on the instagram at scummy mummies mm-hmm. and we're on twitter at scummy mummies and facebook and of course go to scummy mummies.com for all the live show details yes and if you like the podcast thank you so much
2: for listening and please do rate review and subscribe because that really helps push up the charts that's right yeah all right until next time bye bye
3: Are you doing better
2: than Dr. Ranch, by the way? Oh, well, not as yeah. filthy, but, okay, you good, know, right. it's all right. We're, okay. we're, you know. That's
3: my that's I think my that's pro-
2: probably for the best, considering yeah. we had to take that podcast down because the BBC complained. So okay. I, think, yeah. I think it's fine. Excellent. And-
0: Botox Cosmetic, Ana Botulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.